Thanks to Bespoke Post for supporting the instance. Bespoke Post is a monthly subscription service that sends themed boxes. They partner with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you unique items every month. To get 20% off your first month's box, when you sign up, go to boxofawesome.com and enter the promo code INSTANCE at checkout. And thanks to BetterHelp for supporting the show. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash instance and start living a better life today. Permission to leave the station. For what purpose, Master Chief? To give the Covenant back their bomb. Permission granted. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Instance. Yes, we continue to be the most epic intro you've ever heard. And uh, it's good to be here. I'm Scott Johnson. That right there is Garrett Weinzerl. Hello, Garrett. Please support us on Patreon because that intro is so over the top. I require us all to have fog machines for the video version when, yeah. we, when we first come online. Yeah, and it needs fuel uh, to work. And, and that fuel costs money. So if you can if you can just belly up and go, man, I got a dollar for you. That would be awesome, man. Because we could sure use. We need like strobe lights and stuff, man. It's like you need an explosion graphic at the end there, and then when you reveal our videos, like I don't want like smoke and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you know what you could do if you do that? You could be like Jonathan Wyman, who's our uh, dollar common uh, uh, supporter. Also Douglas Elkins and Juna. They all signed up uh, for this business. You can too at Patreon.com/slash instance. Go do it. Get in. Thank you. Yeah, make it happen. Appreciate that. Aren't those guys great? They're freaking awesome. That's so kind. I'm losing so much money not playing Endwalker. That's what I say. Um, we're going to talk. <laughs> you know what? Let's talk about that real quick, and then we'll get to our big topic this week. Uh, Endwalker came out. This was launch week. and It did, yeah. Queues uh, were horrendous and still are. I tried to get in last night. It was like 5,000 <laughs> people ahead of me, and I've had this like dirty theory that uh, I don't think is actually true, but it's fun to play around in my head. I'll play this just to help. That's, that's my uh, tinfoil hat there. Um I think that they're, um, I, I could be wrong. I think they're maybe throttling it for people who own the new expansion or, and or have players that are like in that content now and are giving them preferential space in line. I know they're at least giving uh, people with subscriptions um, a better yeah, place in line. said as much. That's confirmed. So yeah, that part's confirmed. Like I, I do it. sub, so I, you know, maybe the, maybe the greatest of us, the people with eight max level characters and have played all the jobs in the game, maybe they're still looking at 5,000 people on certain servers. I don't know. I don't know. But it's bad. Uh, I have friends playing Endgame, and they've seen, depending on what time they log in, they have really, really long queues. So I don't think there's anything going on there. Yeah, we need to be more like Kyle and John. They both have little babies, and so they end up playing at like 6 a.m., and no one's on then. Yeah. I, I just log in with my morning coffee um, yeah. and, you know, plink away over the... So, like, it's time to, like... Oh, you know, no, I don't do this. I was going to say I render a video, but that use, that would burn my machine. So, no, I just try and stay logged in all day. That's a good idea. Every time I get in, I either get in a huge queue and just don't have time to sit and watch it. Or the one time I did sit and watch it, I came back downstairs and I noticed that I was in. My character was standing there and I lurched across the room to hit a key just to make sure it didn't try to log me out. And as I was halfway across the room, it booted me for inactivity. And I had another mm-hmm. 5,000 person queue to deal with. So that was one time. 30, 30 minutes, set a 25 minute timer, Scott. Uh, people at home aren't going to see this because you're all listening via the podcast, but um, I'll share this with Garrett and the listeners. I did get in long enough on launch day to do a level 26 quest that involved, let me send this to you via Discord, 
that involved um, rocks that looked like uh, a penis. It looked like I made a penis. So that was fun. Listen, Scott, I am the first one to see penises where there are not, and that does not look like a penis. That to me looks like a a stubbly old, uh, you get some guy in his 70s at the gym trying to clean up after his (laughs) workout. He's got his little shrivelly old wiener out for display. That's what that looks like. Listen, uh, uh, that sounds like a really specific uh, <laughs> example, and I'm sorry it happened to you. <laughs> well, I need therapy for it. But anyway, the point is, um, what is my point? The point is, had a really hard time getting in, and here's the weird thing that happened. It's going to ruffle some feathers, maybe. I don't know. Because the hot du jour right now, for all the WoW expats and everybody else playing MMOs right now, is Final Fantasy XIV. They won for best um, ongoing game last night on the Game Awards. Take that for whatever it means. But, you know, they're having a moment here. They're doing great. All eyes are on them. Everybody wants to log in and play that game. Congratulations, Yoshi P and the team behind Final Fantasy XIV. However, for those of us who uh, couldn't play during weird hours and had to try to get in only when they could get in in the evenings or whatever, um, I ended up with this problem. I'm like, well, I really have an itch to play, but I can't freaking get in, and I hate this. So I'm going to have a backup MMO going while I wait in these queues. So here's what I did. I downloaded and installed uh, DC Universe Online. Couldn't get into it. Tried. It's fine. I know it has its fans. It seems okay. I'm excited about their new Marvel game coming. Um, it's, you know, the game's 10, 12, 12, 11, 12 years old, whatever. We've learned a lot since then. It's not exactly my kind of game. It's okay, but it didn't grab me. So I'm like, all right, well, not that. Um, how about I get back into that Swords Online Heroes thing or whatever it was, that Chinese MMO? Eh, I'm not really feeling that either, either. And I was stuck at a quest where I don't understand the translation, so I don't know what I'm actually supposed to do. And so I got out of there, and I just kept going back and forth, like, what am I going to play? What am I going to dink with? And I installed like five different MMOs, current and old, just to kind of see what's going to scratch the itch. And I finally ended up just saying, well, I haven't checked on Star Wars The Old Republic in a long effing time. Um, I hear from everybody who's super uh, dedicated to that game that it's come a long way and everyone loves it. And the stories are still the best in the business and and some of Bioware's best writing and all, you know, all those accolades. You always hear about it. And it's been long enough that I had played it that I thought, well, it's worth checking. It's free to play to get in there Uh, to start. If you want to do a sub, you can. But whatever. So I I installed that. And I thought, well, I'll, I'm sure I'll bounce off this as soon as this queue clears. Dude, I got completely sucked in to Old Republic, like in a bad way. To the point that when I did get in to uh, Final Fantasy this week, I played for a bit and went, oh, I'd really rather work on my Inquisitor at the moment. I'd really rather be doing that story. And so I did. So I know... I know everybody's all about the Final Fantasy right now. And I am too. I'm into it. I've been playing it right up until launch. And now I'm just kind of stuck in queue hell. But uh, And I'm nowhere near endgame. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm not enjoying whatever everyone might else be jo- enjoying about M. Walker or anything prior to that. But I'm at this place where I'm like, I need this itch scratched. And boy, howdy, is, is <laughs> Old Republic scratching it. It's really good right now. That game is good. Like, well, first really of all, good. Scott, uh, like uh, they're enjoying their 10th anniversary right now, yeah. which means it's the 10th anniversary of me uh, guesting on the Instance Your Old Republic right. uh, more times than anyone else, I believe. <laughs> I think so. Um, <laughs> I think you were, the, you were the king of that for sure back in the I day. I was really into that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Uh, I hear it's good. I've heard nothing but good things. It is the outside of Final Fantasy, the number one MMO that people tell me I need to get back to because I would love it. Yeah. Um, my time is limited, sure. <laughs> so I haven't. Sure, sure. Um, and yeah, I, I've, I haven't really had much trouble. On days I know I'm going to have time to play Final Fantasy, I haven't had much time or haven't had much trouble factoring in the weight. Yeah, like, and, you know, and that's gonna, good. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna play after dinner, which is like eight, you know, I'll be getting done around eight o'clock my time. I'm I'm gonna try and log in at least two hours early, and so far that hasn't failed me. Yeah, it's just weird that it. When I got in, I I just I honestly really thought it was just gonna be this temporary band aid. I was like, oh, I'll be in there for a minute. Started a couple of new characters, just dinking around, looking what they do or what, looking at what they've done to the thing since it went free to play, and you know what is free, what isn't, and what does a sub do. I ended up subbing. Because I like the bonuses and benefits of subbing. Oh, yeah. The, the, gr- the bonuses are, it's been a year since I've been in there, but the bonuses are great. Um, yeah. and I mean, you know what? It still looks good. Like, I, I know it's old now, a little long in the tooth or whatever, but when I walk out on Huda and see all that freaking gnarly Vista, it's like, holy shit, this game still looks good. Now, it does, it does still- Vista as well. You, it, much like Grapes in Final Fantasy, if you focus in on the, the, the details too much, it kind of falls apart. Exactly. But, that camera starts to yeah. zoom in and you're like, Oh, these Ooh. textures! You y'all that need is some to, Lego ooh. hair. <laughs> yeah, some Lego hair for sure, and mustaches and shit. Um, uh, yeah, the, the the it's still. I think uh, it's kind of like a, it's like um, Valheim. Uh, Kyle and I were talking about this uh, late last night. We were talking about you know why, why certain games we think it looks good, and we were just started referring to it colloquially as the forest for the tree effect. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's like the forest looks great. Individual trees, not so much. Yeah, you want to get like, all you want to zoom in, and it's it's your you're up to you're on your own after that. Most you know? MMOs are, are are like that. Yeah, know? WoW is certainly WoW like that. Is your Final Fantasy is your yeah. I think MMOs yeah. are by their nature, given their scale and everything else. I think that's just the way that stuff goes. Nobody's figured out a way to. I mean, yes, they have higher tex- textures down the line. And newer content, including Sotor, has that um, higher textures later in the game. But when you're playing that early stuff from 2010, 2011, you're like, oh, right. Yeah, this doesn't quite hold up. But I'll tell you what does. The voice acting is incredible. The storytelling's amazing. These could be movies, I'm telling you, or a series. You could make a Sith Inquisitor storyline movie, and I would watch the shit out of that or a TV series. So good. Um, some of my favorite Star Star Wars storytelling ever. And I believed that back in the day. What's making it special here, for me, I think, is they've streamlined it in such a way that all of the side quests that exist in the game, not unlike Final Fantasy XIV, completely ignorable. So you can just, you can do them, and that's fine. It'll help you level or, you know, give you some gear or some money or whatever. But you can mainline all the story stuff in that game, point to point to point, and... It is a much more streamlined experience, much, I, I won't call it a, like a single player game. This is the other funny thing. I thought the place would be uh, just empty, right? The server I'm on, especially at these levels, I'm like, no one's going to be down here making new characters. People are everywhere in that game. It was packed with people, not packed, but you know, I'd, I'd run down the hall and there'd be yeah. eight, eight people coming no, this it's, way. It's, and two it's a healthy MMO. Uh, yeah. It's got a dedicated base for sure. And and like what you're saying about the story, it's, it's top tier Bioware. Yeah. It really like if, is. If you were disappointed by by Anthem or or uh, Andromeda, it's like go go. Like uh, don't expect it to look like a, a, a current generation video game. But if you're if you want like to have that dialogue wheel experience and go on a really like classic Bioware adventure, Sotor's your game. Yeah, it's maybe as good as it's ever been for them. So anyway, I was really shocked by that, and then ended up really enjoying it to the point that I missed it even when I got in Final Fantasy. And so I'm thinking, <laughs> I've been thinking about being that kid no one likes that 
uh, while they're all playing uh, Foursquare, I'll be playing Jax in the sandbox by myself because right now Jax is doing it better for me. Just for the little bit. Doesn't mean there's anything wrong with me leveling in Final Fantasy. I just, for whatever reason, getting sucked <laughs> you into sound this. so defensive, Scott. I know, but I just know the kind of emails I'm going to get. There is people, nothing wrong. Enjoy what you want to play, man. It's people, all good. People are going to get weird and whatever. But we are, um, the good news is, I don't know if we're supposed to talk about this publicly, but um, we're going to do kind of a little fan co-guild thing uh, with you and Kyle, uh, with uh, uh, John and I over on Core, and we're going to create just kind of a, a place for listeners of that show, this show, for Gaming Nexus News. All That's to- getting a re- we're, we're working on a rename, yeah. by the way. There, there's so... It started as a news thing, and then it became Final Fantasy. Um, just go to youtube.com slash TV, please. Yeah. Final Oops. Fantasy content will keep rolling. We're currently discussing what the hell we're going to do for audio. Yeah. yeah. But we're going to end up with some sort of mixed guild thing. And, and you know, there's always, of course, AIE exists and is out there in all these servers, all these games and everything. That stuff's there, too. But we're, you know, if listeners want kind of an alternative for just listeners, we're going to try to work something out. I was talking to Kyle about it and I know he's been talking to you. So we'll see yeah, how the, that, we, all that goes. We're both, um, I don't think attuned is the correct word, but Kyle and I, I don't, I don't know if you went and looked at those videos we've been making, Scott, people want to talk about this game. The comments we've been, the amount of comments that are pouring into those videos is mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. Like I'm not used to having this much, uh, feedback from folks and folks just, they're really helpful. And anyway, everyone keeps telling us to do coils of Bahamut. Mm. Um, and so uh, I don't think attuned is the accurate word, but a ben- uh, it's, it describes what I am. I'm now attuned for it. I've done everything. I can now access it. So we've been trying to like put a group together, which is kind of hard because we're trying to do it like Monday more after no- Monday at noon for me and morning for Kyle mm. on the West Coast. Mm. Um, so yeah, that'll hopefully be one of the first things we yank. But you can scale. You can scale that event, right, or that uh, that content, so that if you've got lower level players like you and higher level players like I don't know John or somebody, you can. So I, I believe I am essentially appropriate level. Um, yeah. But if you want to bring, if you can't get a full group and you want to like kind of get carried by higher level players, I b- believe you like turn off the scaling because then it doesn't bring down the high level. Players. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. That's I'm nice. I'm still learning my terminology. Can you tell them new? Yeah, they have. I mean, they change up so many, so much of those terms. Like people saying "What's your class?" is so normal to hear out of someone's mouth, but when they say "What's your job?" it just sounds weird. Still, like, what's a job? A job's weird. It's weird terminology. Calling calling guilds free companies like it's great. Yeah. Uh, fine, do your own thing. And a lot of this, you know, goes back unsynced. further. Yeah, uns- thanks, chat. <laughs> So they sync to where we're like sync to level and kind of normalize everyone. I don't believe sync brings people up, yeah, but it will bring people who are too far ahead down and also restrict your move set if you know abilities that you shouldn't have known when you were running. Yeah, um, so, so it's 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 kind of cool like that. But yeah, we figured because not that many people are running anymore, we would just do it on sync to see the story because everyone just keeps saying like it it kind of is feels like a closing of the book on the original. Oh, what on, you would call vanilla or what they call it, you know, a realm reborn realm reborn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm uh, I'd like to, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I mean, I'm only level 26 with this new character. I have a level 70 on another server. You, you, oh, so do you no longer have the, 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 the 70 buff, the buff that gets you to 70 quicker? Um, no. Well, I guess I have the buff. I mean, there's an XP buff half happening, but, um, okay. So actual, you have it then, then I was going to say, um, once you can play regularly, yeah. you're going to get there real quick. Uh, uh, I, I'm sure someone's already giving you the tip, but just do the MSQ. Just do the main story quest line because you will, if you still have that XP buff, you will not need to do 
anything else. Yeah, so far I haven't had to at all. In fact, I'm over leveled already and I haven't touched the side quest. So Yep. Yep. That's Obviously great. do your job quest because you get abilities, but that's it. Like yeah. that's the only other thing you should be doing. Yeah. And you'll you'll be there before you know it. And the job quest guys are the dudes with the little plus unit over their heads, right? The blue the blue Yes, the blue okay. well, there's a lot of blue quests, but um the top if you haven't moved your UI around, top left should let you know when you have a new class quest available. Oh job okay. quest, sorry. I don't think I it's not that I've been ignoring those. I just don't remember the last time I did one. But then again, it's all it's been all Sith Inquisitor for the last week, so I you know <laughs> the game's really good, man. All right. Anyway, uh now to start things off for our big topic today, I just want to play a little audio. Well, first let me do this. No, that's the I'm on the wrong thing. <laughs> what the hell happened? I got all screwed up. All right, here we go. All right, welcome to our big topic. I'm going to play a little something that might bring some nostalgia to the room. I know it will for Garrett. It certainly does for me. Uh, so enjoy. I mean, it's kind of impossible not to hear that and not feel it. You know what I mean? Like... That is the, what John Williams was the Star Wars, that that music is to video games. It feels like it sometimes. I hear that. It's one of the most remarkably memorable and just full of nothing but, I have nothing but positive feelings when I hear that. Like, you could say, yeah, but four four and five are sure a bummer. It doesn't matter. The music still. Don't care. Don't yeah. care. Yeah. F do off. Not, yeah. Do not care. I will. <laughs> I, I went and saw Phantom Menace in the theater again, and it was worth it just to hear the the soundtrack on a the, on a theater system. And that's how I feel about like bad, bad Halo is like bad pizza. I'm still here for it. Yeah, I'm still here no matter what. Well, I still it turns want out at least four slices. Tur- turns out the pizza they're making right now pretty damn good. Uh, this is Halo uh, yeah. launch week, and uh, it's out uh, after an initial delay of almost a full year. Uh, it was originally supposed to be kind of a launch title for Series S and X and Game Pass on PC and they pushed it a, a whole year and people were either you know upset or whatever. I'm really glad that they took the time to polish things out because what I feel like they've delivered with the early multiplayer stuff but now the campaign they've delivered a very polished, finished very complete feeling package there's lots to come still. They've got co-op coming which didn't launch with it which is a little weird but that's coming um, for campaign co-op. And then they've also, uh, there's tons of things happening in the multiplayer, like in real time, like they're tweaking the way progression works and, and that's good. Cause it's the, some of that stuff's kind of just straight up broken, but the gameplay itself and the actual moment to moment stuff is really, really strong and really, really tight out of the gate. We finally have the complete campaign, which launched on Tuesday or Wednesday, which is kind of a weird launch day, but it happened. And, uh, Here's what I think is great. I've played a bunch of it. How much have you played? Have you touched it? I'm up to the... Uh, there's a sword boss relatively early in the game. I'm up to the sword boss. Okay, so you're fighting the dude voiced... This is the guy that voices... Um, not Garage Hellscream. Someone famous in the on the WoW team. And the main, main guy, main, main bad guy is um, Darren DePaul, who we know as the voice of like... Uh, That's why he sounds so familiar. Yeah, he's Reinhardt. He's... he's uh, a ton of stuff for Blizzard and other games. He's a big, you know, he's awesome. We, we love that guy. Um, anyway, he is your, he's your main uh, dude, War Chief Eshram. Eshram, I think is how you say it. 
and they car- they are very orcish. This this new race of uh, what do they call the the banished or whatever this it is. This gave me. Uh, I was not expecting to feel this. It reminded me of Shadow of War, and <laughs> this game needs a nemesis system because oh, it feels man. like it should have. It feels like it has one, but it doesn't. Yeah, good point. I didn't think of that because you you are you're introduced very early to some. You know you're going to face off with some of these boss types, and you can't wait to do yeah, it. Yeah, this game, like, this Halo game is lousy with bosses. Yeah, they're all like, over the place. Yeah. But what I'm trying to th- did Halo Three have a? I think just two. In my mind, only two has a boss. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, it's all the rage now to have bosses and to have them hard to kill and do patterns and learn what bosses you get. are bastards. Yeah, they I'm are playing bastards. on heroic. Yeah, I think I'm gonna drop it. Yeah, I think I'm, uh, this sword dude is a bastard. I can't beat him. But I don't want to look up how to cheese it. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna drop it to normal because <laughs> I had to <laughs> do normal. Owned. I had to. I had to do it normal because I can't beat that guy. So. I ended up beating him. It took me four tries. Um, I'm told there's worse, harder stuff later. Uh, the difficulty spike on the on the game feels uh, it's high, but it's fair. Um, you can do it. You know, you can get it. You can get it and push it through. I think people want that challenge, but they have a nice scaling difficulty thing you can change around. So it's nice. Um, I would say it's a really great mix of old and new in the game, old systems mixed with things like the new grappling hook and some of the progression stuff in the campaign uh, where you improve your skills and everything. All of that stuff feels really good. I will say out up front, I didn't play four and I didn't play five. I didn't have an Xbox one that generation just wasn't in my wheelhouse. Uh, just didn't play it. Uh, last, last proper halo games I played were, I guess, ODST and reach. Um, and, and then, well, three of course, but ODST or Re- no ODST was a spinoff of three anyway. Right. It's like a, uh, technically, so is Reach, I believe. I think they were all built in the Halo 3 engine. Okay. I think, yeah. And they one of them actually said it in the name. It said, like, Halo 3 Reach. Or oh, Halo, Halo 3 ODST. Is that I what it was? It was the full title. Okay. Um, yeah. Halo 3 colon ODST. So all the great Halo things about those older games. Oh, right. like, yeah. Halo Reach did not have Halo 3 in the name. Oh, Reach didn't? Okay. No, it was just Halo Reach. Interesting. So... It had, Both of those are high points in yeah, my mind. Those are amazing games. And... And the feel of those, all of that stuff's carried forward. And then new systems, obviously new graphics. The frame rate's insane. I can't, I'm running this all on, I'm playing it on my, well, I've gone back and forth, but I'm playing the campaign mainly on my butt on the couch on, on the Series X. And the Series X has two video modes, performance and quality. And normally in a game, like if I'm playing Valhalla, the, the Assassin's Creed game, that means 30 frames per second, but way prettier textures and distance and draw and all that. Um, if you play it in performance mode, it still looks good, but you're running at a 60 frame plus clip and you're doing great. This is weird. This one has the same two settings, but they're both 60 frames per second. I can't, I can't actually tell you what I'm gaining by going to performance mm. versus quality. Cause it's running fine. It's running so, more than fine. Now. Yeah. I, Two days ago, finally secured my ass an Xbox Series X, well which done. I'm really excited about. So well it'll done. be getting here next week. Yeah. Um, because f- as as consumer positive as I think the Game Pass has been and, and Microsoft putting all their titular titles on PC, um, Xbox w- games will forever, like in my mind, live as like, this should be played on a couch. Yeah. Um, and Halo is definitely one of those. So I'm really looking forward to being able to play it on my couch. But so yeah. up until now, I've only played it on the PC and I have hit so many weird bugs. Oh, weird. Um, I haven't had any. Yeah. It's, it's really hit or miss. Uh, like I've, I've launched it probably four times and 
half of those times have been riddled with bugs. One of the times I just had to hard quit because it was unplayable. Um, it was like a a four frames, a second slideshow, even the menu was, um, and you updated all your drivers and all that shit, right? yeah, Yeah. Apparently, I believe if you're writing NVIDIA, it's doing better on older drivers. Mm. Um, don't quote me on that. Uh, it was a tip I got from a friend that I trust and I'm going to go research it after this, but honestly, I might just wait for my Xbox next week at this point. Yeah. Well, what's nice is whatever you've done, it all just carries over. So you're good. Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, with the I previous gen, I abused the crap out of that with all of the forces because I would play some on my computer and then I go lounge on the couch and continue playing. I'm so spoiled by it now. Six, if a game times. if a game doesn't offer that, I'm annoyed to all hell and back. Even third yeah, party small right? indie yeah, games. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, yeah. I'm in my office and I'm waiting on a meeting. I could get up to a you know a race or two. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice to pick it up, but that has to be um, the future of games. Like you cannot go any other direction. When when you know when I play a game like oh here's a good example. I love Dead Cells. Love it. My one of my favorite indie games, one of my favorite mm-hmm. roguelikes. Love that game. Could play, you know, I could pretty much pick it up and play it anytime. I own it in three places. I own it on a console, I own it on a PC, and I own it on the Switch. They're not cross saves. So what I've basically done is wasted money. Because why would I want to have three separate runs going with all the unlocks being different and you know and all of that? If they could just I just need a common login, just a quick little sync, anything. Shouldn't be that hard. Just everyone should be doing this. Should be the way it is. Anyway. I don't want to go off too much on that. Um, it's uh, one of the strengths of the game is actually one of the things I think people complained about when all they were seeing were screenshots and video. And that is it looks like Halo, like your initial, like a visual, you look at it and go, oh, this is freaking Halo. Look at it all. The, the design of the aesthetic, everything. It's all hey, yeah, Halo. Ha- Halo ass Halo. Yeah. Halo is shit, especially the early stuff on the alien where you're in the alien ship. It's all you know, big geometry and, and, and hard edges. And it's just very, very much that the second level hit me in a nostalgic way that I wasn't expecting. Same. Like I wasn't expecting to feel nostalgic from a freaking door design. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're go- the second level, once you're going through like the, um, like classic halo forerunner corridors and it's the like giant monolithic crazy high ceilings and those like try opening doors with like that lock in the middle i was just like oh my god i missed this yeah it's like Like, i miss uh, it so much and they do such a good job of of bringing that into the modern like you know what we would expect from modern video game and that's what's hard to describe it's it is at first glance halo but when you play it and you're up close it's really, really pretty, like really nice. And I mean everything from up close textures on just your simplest of walls to uh, character and enemy animation is all up to their game. Um, you and your hands and your gun look incredible. Like they've they've done, I think what I wanted them to do, even though some people complained about it, they made Halo look, it looks like Halo, but it just looks like, what you want out of a modern game and and it's running at this awesome frame rate and everything's detailed to an incredible crazy degree master chief himself when they're doing like a cutscene, he's kind of wandering around or whatever that suits never that's that armor suits never look better it's insane how cool it looks and seeing stuff reflected in his orange visor that's actually happening in the room and and all that like i think it's mind-blowingly good looking and yeah, I, I, I really, really dig the the way it looks. Uh, Halo's always been like subtly stylized. Yeah. Um, like it's it's very colorful. 
and it's and it, it's always I, I I don't mean this is a bad thing like even going back to the very first one like the first time you start driving a warthog like it looks like a, kind of like a Windows ninety eight wallpaper yeah <laughs> like it's a little idyllic yeah um and I dig that about it and I'm glad that they didn't get too far away from that because I, I I agreed when they showed the first trailer for it and everyone's like oh, this doesn't look that great mm. I, I didn't think it did either yeah but I also I didn't want them to push it too far into the like really hard realism direction. Cause I've always liked the, the palette of halo a lot. Like I like how vibrant and saturated it is. Um, it really has always to me made it stand out among a lot of the other shooters. Um, and they, 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 I think they have found a really good middle ground where you're, you're getting a lot of detail while it's still like, it looks like, like this, yeah, everything's trying to kill me, but I kind of want a vacation here. Time to talk about Bespoke Post, a monthly subscription service that sends out these themed boxes. They get a variety of goods in there, and they partner with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique items every month. I got the coolest stuff this month. Anyway, look at it this way. This winter, right? We're in it now. I got snow today. Upgrade your daily routine with Bespoke Post and their new seasonal lineup of must-have box of awesome collections. From winter cocktails to cozy threads... And camping gear essentials, box of awesome as collectibles for every part of your life, no matter what you're into. So to get started, it's real easy. Go take a quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box for you. And they release new boxes every month across many different categories. And it's free to sign up. And you can skip a month or cancel anytime. So that's super easy. Each box costs 45 bucks, but that's uh, over 70 bucks worth of gear inside, by the way. So you're getting a killer deal. Plus, with each box of awesome, you're supporting a small business. That's great. I love that. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from small, up-and-coming brands. That's my favorite part, I think. Uh, so I got this axe that's great for camping. And I love it. And I didn't expect it. And there it is. And it's super sharp. And I had to be careful pulling it out. But I, I was. I was very careful. <laughs> um, also, this awesome gym bag that has these like amazing hidden compartments and stuff in it. I, I None of this was expected. And I love it all. You'll love yours as well. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up. Go to boxofawesome.com and enter the promo code INSTANCE at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com with the promo code INSTANCE at checkout. I also want to thank our friends at betterhelp.com for supporting the instance. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash instance. Start living that better life today. You got to ask yourself what interferes with your happiness or, you know, what's, what's holding you back? Do you want to connect in safe and private online environments? Well, you can do that. They're going to help assess your needs, match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll never have to leave or sit in some crappy waiting room. Nobody wants that. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating these great therapeutic matches. And if for any reason down the road you're like, I need to change counselors, you totally can. It's more affordable than traditional online or offline counseling, rather. And financial aid is available. Anything you share is confidential. And uh, keep in mind, it is not a crisis self-help line. It's professional counseling, whether it be depression, family conflicts, self-esteem, gender identity, sleeping, trauma, relationships, whatever. They got you covered. So start living a happier life today. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash instance. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash instance for 10% off your first month. Thanks, BetterHelp. 
Thanks. Another weird take. I don't know if this is accurate for anyone else, but I'm getting Metroid vibe or Metroid Prime vibes out of it. And uh, I think it's just the tone, but it's also this yeah, uh, it's... this whole I'm alone here vibe, <laughs> um, which is very Metroid Prime. Now, I don't mean puzzles and turning into a ball and going back to old areas or any of that. I don't mean that. But I mean, just... there, was, there was an exploration aspect of it. Um, and I don't know. I wish it had done. I wish it, I don't like that. If you start exploring places like you shouldn't be early on, it just kind of gives you the countdown. I wish they had done something more Metroidy. Mm. Like, no, mm. you don't possess the right thing to access this area or that sure. kind of a thing. Sure. Sure. I almost wish they had borrowed a little bit more from that, but well, the other thing it's my, and you're at the, if you're at that boss fight, you haven't gone outside yet. Um, no, yeah, I have. Oh, you have. Okay. So yeah, I just did my first like outside section. So I did the, I did the portions where it has you to like capture your first base. Okay. Um, yeah. And it's, that's where things, this is where I think things are going to get real interesting with the game because, um, they're, they're clearly buying, borrowing some open world concepts from many other games, you know, I don't know, capture the camp and then open a new part of the world. Is, feels, it feels Far Cry in a good way. Yeah. Someone who's like really burnt out on Far Cry. Yeah. Um, and no towers to climb. Basically what they've done is they've said, all right, we're going to give you kind of open world trope of you got to go to an area and figure out what's there, clear it out and to progress things. Okay, cool. But really what we're going to do is we're going to make that mechanic happen. But the mechanic itself is you arriving and then play Halo. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like exactly. you get there. Yeah, the, the, there's, it, there's intelligent design to like everywhere it ferrets you to. Like you go here and, and do a thing. It puts a waypoint and you get there. And like, um, like my favorite open world games, like it's, it feels like, like the bases you end up going to invade and whatnot. Like they feel like a halo level. Once you get there, it's just that if you want to run away with your tail between your legs, you can across a giant map. <laughs> like yeah. there's nothing really stopping you. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, 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 it to me, it's like, cause uh, so far, uh, uh, you know, going into the sword guy, like clearly like there's a point where it's like, all right, now go to the interior. And this feels like it's, even though it's not, it feels removed from the open world. And so it's this, it's this interesting blend for me where, I saw a lot of people like yelling like, oh, Breath of the Wild. It's like Breath of the Wild, which kind of scares me because I don't I don't love Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, That'd be like his I, weapons breaking. Now I would hate that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, great. That's just what I want. Uh, <laughs> I hated that. So breaking much. weapons. Yeah. I, I love that game, but I freaking hated those. The, the, that ruined it for me. I couldn't finish because of those stupid effing weapons. I hated that system. Yeah. It's, it's anyway. not my favorite Zelda game. Um, but funny enough, like the open world in this one, it, it feels less like a classic open world and it almost feels more like an overworld to me like something like ocarina of time where mm. it's just bigger yeah because it's it's this kind of interstitial thing in between actually progressing the story yeah yeah um where there's still open world light things to do like taking over bases and, and side quests and that kind of a thing so it's like to me it feels like a really really fleshed out overworld that's massive uh that you you know we have to cross and interact with to get from you know story point a to story point b to story point c yeah chat room's tempting me to do an entire podcast series eight series episodes about why it was a mistake to make weapons break in freaking breath of the wild because i can go off man everybody's got these reasons like oh but it teaches you to be resourceful and no it doesn't it's just not fun it's not fun to have your (laughs) shit break and if you're in the middle of one of those shrines and you're doing good but and it's one of the fighty ones 
and you got three swords, but you've used them all fighting this thing. The final one breaks, and all you got left is like a bone. You pull that out, do it again, it breaks. You got nothing. You got to leave. It never, never felt Zelda like to me. I don't think it's inherently bad. I, I could. It's. I think it's an interesting exercise and like opinion and like preference, right? Because to me, like Zelda is all about collecting my arsenal and it being a reliable tool set that yeah. I always have. Yeah, that you just um, have and it works. Yeah, and like the, I got the Master Sword. It like runs out of charge. And I'm like, oh, this is stupid. I hate this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I, I don't know. Like, there's. I got to plug my sword into the USB port. All right, hold on. Hold on, everybody. One, it's the one game, just to put a pin on this thing, the one game that I, I truly think Breath of the Wild is one of the greatest video games ever made. But like the the Death Star, it's got a hole in it. You can shoot little rockets in and blow the whole thing up. And that hole, it's, it's weakness of those stupid effing weapons. I uh, I I do this kind of to rile people up, but I do, I do think it's the most overrated game of the last ten years. Oh my! Look at you. Yeah, it, I really think it it did a lot of things questionably. Mm. Um, yeah, mm. no. I hated the weapon system, and uh, for me, it's the worst soundtrack of any Zelda game. Oh, really? Yeah. Now that I think I disagree with. It basically I... doesn't have one. It doesn't play music. It's pretty sparse. Ever. It's pretty sparse. You go to towns though, and well, there's people and stuff. There's usually music there, and there's some. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's stuff for. I, things. I it's it's another one of these things where it's like I get why people love it, um, but it's it's like totally hashtag not my Zelda game. Yeah, I feel you. Opinions may vary, everyone. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get to some of the. Oh, I did want to mention. Those I don't know how, when these got introduced. Okay, those plasma boxes that are laying around. Were, I don't know if those were in four and five. Oh geez, I, I don't feel know. like three had stuff like this. Did it? Um, okay, but I don't think you could pick them up and throw them. They're basically big plasma grenades. When you're out of there's different <laughs> ones. I just right before the show, I noticed this because I went in just to dink around. Um, blue ones stun. Yeah. They do this like electrical field in like an AOE. <laughs> They're great. And uh, the yellow ones just freaking explode and murder things. Yeah. If you're in a boss fight and there's a ton of those around, there's a reason you're supposed to use those things. And they work great. They're very I really helpful, like yeah. them. Yeah. Now, here's the other uh, fun thing. The grappling hook can grab them. If you can't get to them, grapple what? them. Pull it to you. What? Oh, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you grab it. I know this. And now you got big old crate grenade that was previously 30 feet away from you. And now you got it because the grapple pretty much grabs everything. And uh, that's the greatest innovation here. Not the grappling, you know, isn't it's not new in video games, but it's incredibly well implemented, implemented here. And um, it makes me wish in multiplayer grappling. There's a reason they didn't do this. I'm sure. But in multiplayer grappling is a pickup and it's and it's got limited uses. It's like three uses or something. Um I'm sure it's mayhem. I mean and you I'm sure you can run, you know, custom matches where everyone's got a grappling gun all the time. But um for whatever reason they decided not to have it as just standard equipment in the multiplayer. And it must be just OP and people are just wrecking each other by, you know, grabbing a dude, pull forwards, stab him, you know, too easily or something. But in the but in the in the campaign, that thing is delightful. I love it. I love zooming in and punching a dude. I love pulling a guy to me and punching him. I love pulling those boxes to myself. I love weird traversal to get away from a boss while my shield's trying to recharge. It's great. It's great. I love it. Uh, <laughs> what else? All right. So the bad. I'd say the campaign not having co-op at launch is almost a crime. And I don't know how they decided that was okay. I mean, obviously, things I take time. agree. Uh, yeah. Even though I'm old and in a place in my life where I don't even know who I play with. 
Same. I would still do this solo. Like I wouldn't, I, when I played Halo with Nick, when he was four, three or four years old, Halo three, I guess, uh, it was one of my favorite things we ever did together. It was amazing. But today, I mean, maybe he and I would play, but we're not that worked up about it. So there are some people who are going to be like crushed that that's not there at launch. Um, I'm just sort of somewhere in the middle. It's okay. It'll, it's coming. They're making it. So I, I think, I think it is a crime. And I think, I think Halo was required to have co-op because I think it's uh, among the best co-op experiences like in, oh, game in the history, history of games. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a big one for me. And it's, it's a huge part of my like teenage to like young adult years mm-hmm. was like, co-oping the crap out of halo with my friends did you see did um, you see that thing where uh or i don't know if you noticed this it just reminded me of it because it's so old but bungie turned 30 and they did uh you know their 30th anniversary stuff and one of the things they did was introduced a bunch of gun skins and and character skins um maybe full of weapons not just skins into destiny 2's new expansion that are knockoff brand halo items <laughs> So, I did not. Yeah, it's kind of awesome because they don't own the IP that they helped create. So they can't overtly go, here's a Halo gun and here's a Halo helmet and Master Chief class. You can't do that. But they can make them look like them roughly. And that's what they did. And there's like the original Halo 1 Combat Evolved pistol. I just saw it in video yesterday. It looks oh, great. Oh, goodness. I am, yeah, I'm looking at an image of all of these. Wow. It's great. Yeah, look, look at that not battle rifle. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I think look, it's super great. that not Halo. It's actually, I, w- I would have said, you know, oh, they should. I'm sure they could have figured something out. They probably could have had a deal, yeah. But that being said, this is actually a really cool blend I agree. between halo and destiny like it really works and it looks like it fits in universe yeah it fits good uh the they should call him mr chief in there that's what they should call mr. him chief. Yeah, instead of master. mr chef yeah mr chef <laughs> no one will know <laughs> um all right uh, uh i also keep hearing that the story doesn't exactly stick the landing in the end but okay uh so i, I would put myself as above average fan of halo story and i am so confused as to what's happening oh i don't know either i mean well a lot of stuff happened in four and five that explained the cortana's gone and why she's effed up no four five ends with a cliffhanger and this is just like it's over (laughs) it just jumps there is a gap between the end of five and this do you think they did that because five was so not was was poorly received campaign wise like people it it wasn't the best i think it was better than four um Mm. and i thought it it had a really good cliffhanger yeah Um, I really, uh, I really, I feel like I missed out. There was a big just thing being, with Cortana at the end of five. And this one, they're just like, yeah, it's over. It's over now. Yep. Now you got Zippy in here. She's cool. And, and you're hearing Cortana's voice everywhere going, what is life? And who's- That opening sequence is some of the coolest shit I think it's they've really ever done cool. in Halo. Yeah. It's really ethereal and ephemeral. Yeah. And, oh God. I just, it's so I good really hearing like his voice. There. It's so good hearing him talk. I just, it's the most generic ass thing it always has been right like tough guy in a suit uh who there, can do there's anything more to it this time though yeah like i'd love they're, it they're 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 if you can't tell i'm a giant raging halo fan everybody so if you're like oh he's putting too much weight on it yeah i'm biased as hell uh strap in for this episode yeah um <laughs> it's there's just there's some it's still steve downs um but he's there's just there's a little more to it here and that's why, like, I'm so bummed. It just kind of like kicks off with this clearly a time jump. I guess some of it's covered in Halo Wars Two, which oh, I didn't know that. Is there canon in there that we didn't know about? That's where they 
introduced the banished, which is who you're fighting. Yeah. Banished are these um, big orky looking dudes. And I don't know, I don't know where else, like what else is covered. I don't know if they, if they, I haven't played it, so I don't know. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, but there's just, um, as, as confused as I am with the state of the Halo universe in the beginning of this, of this, of this game, um, the, the personal stuff going on with like chief, um, and, good. uh, I'll just say not Cortana. Yeah. New not um, Cortana. <laughs> they're really good. Like the, the Steve Downs and, and, uh, was it Jen Taylor? I believe. Yeah, they're good. Really this is good. Some, yeah. Like t- they, they've, they've been doing this since Halo one and this, they're just at the top of their game. Oh, that reminds game. me the only, yeah. the only bug I've had was related to that. Um, and I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd call it a bug and maybe it's my TV. I don't know. But on PC lip sync is a hundred percent correct on my Xbox. All sound is a hundred percent correct, except for cutscenes where they're talking and there's a delay on voice to, to mouth movement and i don't know why that could be a i could oh, totally weird. be a you know hey 120 hertz oleds have this thing where they i don't know i have no idea oh please figure it out because we have the same tv we do have the same tv oh, that's crazy how that worked out but um but yeah i don't know what that's say, about oh, <laughs> it's not horrible like it's not that much of a delay but it's enough of one to kind of notice it and you're like oh that's weird pc's not doing that but anyway i have to figure that out um Okay, what else? Oh, I just think overall this thing's a triumph for the series. I think it's real strong. So far, I'm not that far into it, but it just feels good to be back. I think it's just enough time to be away from a thing like this and and have it come back in this kind of raging style. And I don't know, like I'm getting more out of Halo than maybe I've felt in a long time, and I'm glad it's here. Yeah. Torek in the chat says, uh, hey, isn't, isn't uh, Infinite supposed to be an ongoing game and no more numbered sequels? I don't know about that in the single player sense, but it does certainly in the multiplayer sense. Like I think that's, they, they want to make a multiplayer pl- platform that just grows and increases and is an ongoing concern for infinity. Like everybody else wants. Um, and I think that will happen as far as like single player content. I think it'd be really cool if they put out more in a spread out way. Game pass users would just get it. Others would pay for it like they would DLC, but just give me story chunks. Give me, can you know new campaigns that are if they're shorter fine but you know make them price appropriate and let's have some more fun like i would i would love that um i think that would be great so i you know yeah i don't i don't i don't believe anything's been confirmed uh as to if if they're just gonna be like <laughs> well and why like, would they right of releasing another game just add on to the campaign it would certainly make sense it seems like bugs notwithstanding in my experience on the PC, which can be ironed out. Like, it seems like it's a really, really solid engine. Yeah. Yeah. No, it does. I mean, that, but that's the thing is even though right now we look at it and go, wow, never been better. This is your platform. Well done. Good job. Never have to do anything again. Yeah. We always say that. And then there's some new generation where we're like, holy shit, look what we're doing now. It's so they're never going to say, oh, well, there will not be a day when they say we will never make another new Halo game. Won't happen. Just like nobody should say that about any other big IPs that last forever. <laughs> like, why would you? Yeah, what, whatever they want to do, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for it. This this feels in a weird way, like a thematically, it feels like a soft reboot, even if like the story just feels like a direct continuation with a time jump. Yeah, I do um, like uh, Torek's new name, uh, Halo Perpetuity. That's pretty good. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that might be today's title. I might just put that in here, Halo Perp. 
Perpetuity. That's funny. Nice work. Halo's Sideways 8. <laughs> there you go. No one will know. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, that's basically it for our coverage of that. I think it's a big deal. And if you have Game Pass, there's no excuse. If, if you if you like Halo, play this game. Yeah. I also think this is just, this is a watershed moment of can a service, and the, you know, this is going to be true for Sony or anyone else moving forward, Nintendo, whoever, can, can a service truly shoulder this idea of we have a subscription service and our very biggest IPs are going to land there day one and not cost you more. Like, this is a model-making moment, if there was any. I could argue it already happened with Forza and other stuff before. But, you know, like, this is the moment. And I think this will be interesting to see what it can bear, what the the sales results are. Like, how much do they make on Steam versions, Epic versions, um, uh, wherever else you can buy. Or just people that don't want Game Pass, they just buy it straight up for the console. Buy it in the store. Go to Walmart and pick up a disc. Like, those still exist for this. So... So what does that do to that market for them and for the market as a whole? Does Sony turn around with their rumored uh, additions to the Plus program that they're working on now and actually have an answer for this that means day and date God of War 2, that means day and date next generation games that they put out? I don't know, but I love watching this. I love seeing how this is unfolding. It's really fun. And on top of it, it's an amazing game. So go spend your time playing Halo and Forza and be glad you only paid 12 bucks that month to play it. All right. Real quick, we're going to get into the games we played this week. Uh, Halo Infinite, of course. I played a lot of uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, which I talked about at the top of the show. And then the thing I haven't talked about lately is I do every day hop in here. It's basically my Animal Crossing machine. I just hop in here and check. Scott's turn- holding a switch for the audio. Yeah. <laughs> I hop in here and check my turnip prices and you know, harvest my, my vegetables and sell them to those idiot raccoons. And it's still the thing I, it's my daily check-in thing. You know, everyone's got like a mobile game like that or something like that. This is what I do every day. And, uh, sadly the store's got a shower and a couch I already own. So I won't be spending any money there today. Anyway, Garrett, what are you up to? <laughs> Besides Halo, these, uh, this week. Final Fantasy, man, um, it's it's uh, it's really like the main thing I want to play right now. Um, still dipping my toe in the Forza. I'm really excited to play that on my new TV. Yeah, <laughs> like once that Xbox comes, I cannot wait to see that on the big screen. I'm excited for um, it. You're gonna love it. I haven't dipped my toe into the new Hearthstone expansion too much. I am. I don't love day one expansions. I know a lot of people it's like their favorite thing ever. Cause things aren't figured out. Yeah. Um, but I, I, in the past when I've gotten really into it, I end up burning a bunch of dust on things that look cool to play. And then like in a week, the meta settles and everything I made and burnt dust on sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been kind of just waiting and biding my time, um, for the meta to settle. It seems like a way um, but, that seems like the way you, that's a good way to do it. I mean, I understand if you're just rabid and you got to go and you got to get and whatever, but that's a reasonable thing to do. If you know the pattern, yeah, and, and, like in our circles, pattern. I think a lot of people look at me like I've got two heads. Yeah. Um, like, what are you talking about? That's the best part of the game. And I'm like, I'm just, it's not, I'm not that kind of player. Yeah. Um, I like doing that in battlegrounds. I love when things change, just going in there blind and trying to figure shit out. But, um, I don't love it in a game where there's like a monetary value assigned to my cards. <laughs> you know, it would be a real big deal. Sorry. You just made me think of this. A two-headed podcaster. Now, I know that's a challenge, right? Siamese twins wow. that uh, are not Siamese twins. Conjoined twins that are just the heads. There's there's a bunch out there. I follow some on TikTok. Uh, very nice people. Fascinating lives. Like, it's so interesting to me how they make it work. And they do. They all make it work. I would love a podcast that's hosted 
by two people and they happen to share the same body, but it's these two heads. How cool would that be? I don't know what the topics have, would be. But, I don't you know. think I have experienced podcast topic whiplash like this <laughs> in five years. Well, maybe. you said like, you you said you're the podcaster with two heads. Literally, just got me uh, by the way, literally an alien in Phantom Menace. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah. The broadcaster for the pod racing. Yeah, I hate that guy. I actually hated that guy, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I, you know, I'm. And this it's not. It's no fun making here. I'm, literally, I'm just saying they would be really popular because that's fascinating. Like, what if you could, what if it was a movie review show and that same body with the two heads went and sat and watched Dune in the theater and they came back, got on two mics or maybe one, and they both have different opinions, but they're in the same unit. I don't know why that's fascinating to me. It just is. <laughs> I would be, this is, uh, I, I, yeah, I want a yes and, and I feel like usually I can follow the way your brain works right now, Scott. I am, I am, I, I cannot, I not follow you, I, you I, right now. I am at a loss for how your brain functions. I, I blame it on some hardcore antibiotics I'm taking right now. That's my answer. <laughs> they've, got, they've got me when you, like, so when you picked that ball up and went with it, I'm like, we're really going here. Okay. All right. Uh, I look, I look forward to the inevitable web comic that or piece of art. I'm at, the, I'm at the stage of my career where I, I, I hold back way less than maybe I possibly should. But look, if anyone out there is a conjoined twin and, and can speak to this, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what that's, what that would be like if you were, or if you'd even want to spend any more time with that person, you know what I mean? Like maybe you're still sick of your sister or brother. You're like, I don't want to do a podcast with you. I, I already have to I poop with you. I did not take this as you talking about conjoined twins. I took this as you talking about one body, two heads. Yeah. Well, that's, that's well, that's what I'm saying. Well, what are they called? Because there's two kinds. You have the ones that are joined by the head, but then you have the ones that are joined. They have one body, but two heads. Uh, let me think of a famous one. The one on the TLC show that was uh, that girl, girls, and they were awesome. And they were like going to go to college and they were super cool and, and they didn't let their fame get to their head. Uh, I, I, I lack heads. the, I, I guess I lack the exposure to this that you do. Cause I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that show's called, but you guys know someone knows. Anyway, the people with two heads, you fascinate me. You, you also impress me. Nothing but power to you. Uh, both. Um, all right. Cause those people have to like, if they want to date, they got to date together. If you want to do anything. Like in the middle of the night, one head's asleep, totally out, and the other head goes, oh, "I gotta pee." <laughs> you have to get up. There's just no 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 way around it, right? I don't want that's so fascinating. To me. You've broken me, Scott. I have broken you. I've broken everybody. Yeah, All right, send, well, send your emails to Scott. Oh yeah, speaking of that, hello there. We got an email from a listener at theinstance at gmail dot com. Uh, we welcome your emails anytime. There uh, says hello, Scott and Garrett. This is Nelson, by the way. He says. Big fan of the podcast. I'm very excited to hear you talk about Final Fantasy 14. I picked up the game in a uh, up in Heaven's Word and played a little, but wasn't able to get hooked. I picked it up a few years later uh, when Shadowbringers released and, and went all in. To me, the game is a masterpiece. And with the Endwalker expansion, I think it truly cements itself as my favorite MMO of all time. Anyhow, during your talks, Garrett mentioned how the UI in Final Fantasy was really low resolution, like it was from the PS3 era. I love that we're now looking at PS3s as the low resolution era, even though it did at 1080p. But anyway, it was it was two 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 generation cycles ago. Yeah, it's easy to forget how time's weird now, man. Whatever. 
Um, I just wanted to give you both a heads up. The game has a 4K UI resolution setting under the system's configuration menu. In system configuration, go to graphic settings. It is titled UI resolution settings. It has standard and high. Please tell Garrett to make sure it's set to high. The UI is very crisp and clear. Thanks and keep up the good work. Nelson. Well, this is as good for me as it is for you because I didn't know where to do this. And I'd like it. Uh, yeah, I, I did. Do the, I don't know exactly what was going on because I was definitely in 4K. But for other reasons, I started messing around with resolution before this tip. This isn't the first person. Nelson's not the first person to send me this tip. Right. Um, so at some point it got better with mm. unbeknownst to me. And then I went and did this and it made no difference. It was already fine. Oh, so weird. I, have, I have no idea where the disconnect was. I had something very strange going on, apparently. That because it was odd. when I first started playing, it was set to 4K because I have a 4K monitor. Yeah. Um, and anytime I would say quest complete, it would look like you're zoomed in too far on Photoshop. Yeah, it was like a, a um, raster image. It wasn't scaling. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I don't know, at some point, like I wasn't even really thinking about it. I guess I'd at some point I was messing around with my resolution stuff. I went back to 1080p for, I think some video capture for some reason. Don't ask me why. Yeah. And then I went back to 4k and I think somewhere in that jump, it just automatically fixed itself. And then I went into this suggestion and I checked the box and I could tell no discernible difference, mm. um, which isn't to say it's still pixelated. It's fine. At mm. some point it became totally fine. And I don't fine. know where, when or how or why. Well, maybe it was a um, content thing. Maybe you got to the end of realm reborn and, and just the, Game started. No, oh, it was before that. Oh, it was okay. definitely before that. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like after credits or anything like that. Um, well, here's the warning I would give weird. to listeners at home, just so you guys know. There's enough Final Fantasy 14 interest going around within our circles and otherwise. We're probably going to talk about that game a lot here. I mean, I don't know that. You know, I'm not saying this is a I'm Final Fantasy it. show, but we're going to talk more about it. We're going to probably have, you know, entire shows that deal with something to do with the game. Um, we're, you know, we, we try to keep things more big topic general, but it's going to be hard to avoid. That's where all our peeps are at. It's where we're all at. You know, we're playing it like we played WoW, kind of. So what are you going to do? I am at the moment. That's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see how things go. And of course, my got <laughs> Star Wars interrupted, but, um, you know, I, I intend to be in there as much as I can as well. Anyway, more on that as we get closer to it. If you'd like to send your own email in, uh, the instance at gmail.com is the email address to use. And a reminder, patreon.com slash instance is how this show gains momentum. It's how the fuel happens so that I can put the metal to the pedal or the pedal to the metal and pull the car out every week. Right? Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to mention, uh, that's patreon.com slash instance, by the way. I forgot to mention that Jocelyn obviously is not here today. She had an appointment this morning and couldn't make it. Uh, I do believe she will be here next week. Uh, so we wish her the best this morning. Uh, Garrett, what else is happening in your podcasting world right now? Hey, do you like Final Fantasy fourteen? That sure game do. we shoehorned a million times into this discussion. You should go to youtube.com slash amove TV. That's A-M-O-V-E-T-V. Uh, and and watch the last five videos I made with Kyle. Nice. It's all Final Fantasy fourteen all the time. Uh, we were in the process of renaming it. It's about to be renamed again. People are like, it's not really a news show anymore. You just got to talk about Final Fantasy. So we're like, all right, we'll call it the Nexus Grind because I wanted to change it real quick. And now I hate that name. So uh, I'm working on logos. It's open in another window. I'm not showing anyone right now. <laughs> That's going to get a rebrand. But the videos still come out every Wednesday morning. Go to YouTube.com slash TV and subscribe. 
uh, I spend roughly five hours per video editing these things. It's blood, sweat, and tears. I'm very proud of them. Please go watch them. Very, very nice. A reminder, by the way, that uh, Instance has a Discord channel or Discord uh, uh, text channel inside the major channel, which is the Frog Pants Discord. If you guys want to join that thing for free, no strings attached, you just go get in. It's linked right there at our website, theinstance.net. And you can find more shows like this at frogpants.com. So go check those out. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find us at Instance Show. Oh, why is that so loud? That's loud. Shouldn't be so loud. Hey, uh, what else? That's it. We're done. Thank you all for being here. Garrett Art on Twitter. I'm at Scott Johnson. Joss plays on Twitter for Jocelyn. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.